coming up next on Contemplate. Now, we, we can take the word, which is nutritious, or if we don't, we're going to take something else. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of deep-fried philosophies, right, and carbolicious ideas out in the world. They may taste good. They may be the thing that everybody else is doing. But at the end of the day, when you absorb them through your roots, you're harming yourself. You're harming yourself. They're toxic. As Pastor David continues our introduction to this series, he's going to show us the many reasons it's so important to be rooted in the truth of God. Here's Pastor David. Jesus tells us a parable in the book of Matthew. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. In chapter 13, it says, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him. So that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. This is not someone who sows clothes, it's seeds, okay? Sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then the Lord goes on to explain his, his parable later on, starting in verse 18. It says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what, has, what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So this isn't somebody who's rejected. This isn't somebody who said, nope, I don't like it. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't. This is someone who's received it with joy. But listen what, the, what he's warning about. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The only people who had something good happen were those who received the word and were rooted in and were healthy. Every other scenario didn't work. And I know we don't want to be the kind of people who hear but don't understand or who hear and have joy but have no root or who hear and believe but allow the cares and the riches of the world to choke out our fruitfulness. We don't want to be any of those things. We want to be the people who produce some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. That's who we want to be. And to do that, we have to become rooted. These metaphors, have there's a reason for them. We have to become rooted. There's nothing in this life that is as wonderful, as wonderful and amazing, that doesn't require hard work. Nothing. You're not going to find anything in this life that's an incredible thing that doesn't require hard work. All the things that can bring you the most joy are often the things you have to work the hardest for. And let me tell you something. Being rooted and, and being a grounded, st steadfast Christ follower is a wonderful and amazing thing. And therefore, it's going to take some hard work. 
the miraculous thing for us as believers is the Holy Spirit is what, who helps us through doing that work. We can rely on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to help us to work. So that's what we're going to have to do as we study these letters. It's going to be a lot of work. You know, here's a couple suggestions. Bring your Bible with you. I know we put stuff up on the screen. Um, if you can read it, sometimes it's kind of small, but it's better for you to bring your Bible so, we can, so you can put some notes in there if you're that kind of person. Write down. Um, this is going to be a real study. It's going to be really serious. And if you take it seriously and you work hard at it, you're going to see the results. You're going to see the fruit. Okay? But what does it mean to be rooted? How will these letters in the Bible help us to grow deep and wide roots so we can't be moved? How will they do that? Well, number one, we have to be rooted in the Word of God. Okay? We have to be rooted in the Word of God. We have to drive roots deep in here. And, you know, we already saw earlier that when we were talking about roots, that roots bring, remember, water and nutrients to the plant. From, they're sucking up, they're absorbing nutrients. And the Bible, spiritually, is a place of incredible nutrition. It's scrumptious. Listen to what the psalmist says in 119.103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now, stuff that is nutritious normally does not taste very good. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. My daughter is a vegan. It's great. It's fantastic. It's good. It's very healthy. It's just really hard for me to think about eating that way, right? There's a big difference between the way I feel, though, after I've had a very nutritious meal, if I eat something like what my daughter makes, and me after I've eaten a very non-nutritious meal, right? There's a very big difference in the way that I feel when those nutrients. There's a guy I know, a friend of mine, let's say his name is Buff Norman. He doesn't eat or tries not to eat deep-fried foods. Why? Because he's trying to be healthy, right? He cares about his body. He wants the right nutrients so that his body will work the right way to do the things that he has to do, right? So he makes choices about the nutrients that he's going to bring in to his body. Now, we can take the word, which is nutritious, or if we don't, we're going to take something else. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of deep-fried philosophies, right? and carbolicious ideas out in the world. They may taste good. They may be the thing that everybody else is doing. But at the end of the day, when you absorb them through your roots, you're harming yourself. You're harming yourself. They're toxic. See, the Word of God is nutritious. It's literally talked about like it's food. And it is. It's food for the soul. It's food for the spirit. This is about your spiritual life. And if you're taking in good, good spiritual nutrition, you're going to have health and fruit. But if you're taking in something toxic, the opposite's going to happen, right? You're going to be stifled in your growth. You're not going to be fruitful. So the question is, what are you taking in? Because you're going to take in something. If it's not the word of God, it's going to be something. It might be Netflix, Facebook, sports. It might be, uh, you know, bad relationships. It might be, uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, partying. It could be any number of things that you're sort of taking in or having, having the things that affect your life. There could be any number of things, right? It could be just the friends that you get advice from. And, and why you get advice from those friends, I don't know, because their life is more of a gong show than yours, Right? <laughs> And yet, that's, the, that's the, what you're taking in. 
Those are the ideas. Those are the philosophies. There's a lot of people out there who want to sell you something. And if you're not taking in the word of God, you're taking in something. Now, do you know that there are a lot of plants where salt water is toxic to them? So if you were to pour a bunch of salt water onto the plant, would die. Now, here's the thing that I find really interesting. It's actually not toxic if it hits the outside of the plant, the leaves, the stem, or whatever. It's only toxic if it gets to the roots. Now, you have to live in the world. I am not advocating for anybody to go up in the hills in Livingston Mountain and create a bunker, and you don't talk to anybody, and you get out of the world, and you get away from it. I'm not suggesting that to anybody. That's not our calling, right? You have to be in the world, not of the world, but in the world. And so that salt water, it's going to splash on you, right? It's going to splash on you because you're in the world and doing ministry and loving people and getting out there and making disciples for Christ is messy. It's complicated. And from time to time, that's going to come at you. But a plant, a good, healthy plant, when the salt water hits its leaves and its stems, can basically shake it off. It can, it can make it go away and it does not absorb and it does not affect the plant. But if the salt water gets into the root, if it gets down to the root and you start absorbing that, the plant dies, gets sick or dies. And so what we absorb at the level of root needs to be the word of God. What you absorb at, the, at, that, at that deep place where you're really putting it inside you needs to be the word of God. And I'm telling you, if it's not, it will be something else. It will be something else. And so we got to pay attention to what we're absorbing in. Because we want spiritual growth. We want rootedness leading to fruitedness, right? That's what we want. It says in Romans 12, 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not, con- not conformed, right? Our roots don't need to be in the world. Our roots need to be in the Word. And if they're in the Word, we'll be transformed. Our minds will be transformed. Number two, we need to be rooted in relationship with God. Not God's out here, not I read a bunch of rules in the Bible, but in relationship with God. In John 15, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. We're supposed to abide in him. Right? We want to be healthy, we want to bear fruit, we got to abide in Jesus, in relationship. He's our living water, right? And if we're rooted in the word, the first one, if we're rooted in the word, but we're not rooted in relationship with Jesus, it's not going to work. You can't have one without the other. You can't be the kind of person who you can quote me every verse from the Bible, can tell me every rule, and especially can tell me how everyone else but them is breaking all the rules, but can't tell me anything about the power of love and affection that you have for Jesus Christ who saved you. You can't tell me about your experience of relationship, of those nights where you're praying and you're begging God to move and to act because you believe in him and he's real to you. If you don't have that, then all the scripture in the world ain't going to do anything for you. So you got to be rooted in the word of God, but you got to also be rooted in relationship with God. Rooted in relationship with God. You've got to be rooted in the power. It's number three, the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Rooted in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. We're called to live in the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us that strength to stay put, that strength to stand. It is the Holy Spirit who does that for us. He's the one who empowers us to stand. It is the Holy Spirit who produces the fruit that comes from us standing. That's him who does that. 
The fruit of the Spirit, if we read Ephesians, sorry, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You want those things in your life? You want those fruits in your life? You can go find a hundred self-help books. Go to Barnes & Noble or go on Amazon and start typing in those things. You'll find a hundred self-help books. Oprah will tell you how to do it, right? All these people will tell you how to do it. Tony Robbins will tell you how to do it. But none of them are going to get you to actually have that fruit in your life unless it's from the power of the Holy Spirit being rooted in him. You want those fruit in your life? You better be rooted in the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four, you need to be rooted in the love of the Father. This isn't just relationship with God. This is the love of the Father. You've got to see God. You've got to see the Father as your daddy. And many of you sitting in this room right now did not have good experiences with your biological, your earthly dads. They were a disaster. They were a gong show. They were alcoholics, or they, or they were violent, or they treated your, your mother poorly, or they did. I mean, there's a million stories, as you all know. And yet, you have a, not just a father in God, but a daddy, one that you can call out to. And, and when you have, when you're rooted in the kind of love that sees the father as your daddy, when you're rooted like that, your faith and your trust grow exponentially. Your faith and your trust because people, the whole idea of daddy is the, is the person who I can fall into his arms and trust that he will never let me go. Isn't that the whole idea of a child and his daddy? And yeah, a lot of people's dads failed at that. But we have a father who does not. And you have to be rooted in that kind of love. And I'll tell you why. Because as you do that and you love him like that, the faith and the trust starts to build and build and build. And there is nothing that will hold you stronger in place than trusting God. Than having faith in God, even when you can't see. When the wind is blowing and it's getting cold outside... Okay? When, when difficulties coming, when the financial issues coming, when, when your spouse is going off the deep end, when your kids, you don't know what to do with them. When all these things in life are going crazy and you can't see what God's doing or how it's going to work out, and you just have to trust. You have to trust that his will is good. That's where this one comes in, rooted in the love of your father, of your daddy, because that's the person who you trust. That's the person you have faith in. And you have to be rooted in that if you want to stand. Love your father, your daddy, God. Be rooted in that. Be rooted in that. Number five, the last one, we need to be rooted in Christ's church. We need to be rooted in Christ's church in real, vulnerable, accountable relationship with other people in Christ's church. Real, vulnerable, accountable relationship. Relationship full of confession and repentance and forgiveness and bearing with one another in love. A real, serious, loving relationship with the people in Christ's church. A powerful, obvious, loving relationship that the world looks at and knows that God is real. This is what it says. Jesus is praying in John 17. He's praying and he says, I don't pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me, that's you, through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, 
that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you love me. What? When we love each other and we're unified as one, the world, that's those people who don't believe in God, who don't follow him, they know that God is real, that he sent Jesus Christ, and that he loves us as he loved him. That's, that's a pretty amazing thing that you can do just by loving one another. That's an amazing power in Christ of being rooted in love and unity in Christ's church. You know, one more thing that roots do. There's another thing that roots do. I don't know if you know this, but in the dirt, say, especially if you have like a hill, side of a hill, something like that, but any, anywhere where there's dirt, the roots, the plants that are there are actually what's holding the dirt together, right? The roots that are in there are holding the ground strong. That's what keeps it. If you've ever seen a video of like mudslides, destructive, right? Coming down, washing away houses are coming down, whatever. Uh, that's because the roots, the plants, the systems have not been strong enough and have not held on. And there was nothing holding that soil when the rain came and when the difficulty came. And so you have erosion. They just generally start eroding away if you don't have strong plants with strong roots. So your strong roots... Your strong roots in these things are actually holding the ground together solid so that I can make my roots stronger. And my strong roots, as I'm making them stronger, are holding the ground solid so that you can continue to make your roots stronger. And that's how it works. So that we don't erode. So we don't get into the, the point where we're washing away. Because I'll tell you what, a lot of people are looking at the church from the outside and they're saying, mudslide. Not just erosion. Mudslide. This thing is a joke. It's off the rails. The hypocrisy, the craziness, it's all going away. But that's not going to happen if we're rooted. And right here, we're going to root in as Christ's church and we're going to stand strong and we're going to stop the erosion so that people can come into this place. And by this place, I just mean among us. And come to know Jesus Christ and love him and have the space on a solid enough ground where they can start to put their roots in. And the ground isn't moving. Christ's church is like that. We're a network, right? We're a network. My strong roots help you have strong roots. Your strong roots help me have strong roots. And our love for each other and our oneness and unity and being in one accord tells the world that Jesus is real. That God sent him that he died, that he rose again, that they can be saved, that they can start to make roots. That's what Christ's church is. We are going to become rooted as a church. Through this study, through our love, right? We're going to be rooted in the word of God. Rooted in the word of God. We're going to be rooted in relationship with God. We're going to be rooted in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be rooted in the love of the Father, our Daddy. And we're going to be rooted in Jesus Christ's church in real relationship with one another. And if we do those things, we study these letters that Paul wrote, which teach us how to do these things. That's what they do. And as we learn these things and as we grow and we stick those roots out wide and deep, nothing will move us at all. We'll become stronger and stronger. The fruit will be amazing. 
Lord willing, we will experience joy like we've never experienced before the deeper we get into that relationship with God by becoming rooted and helping each other to do so. We stand here. We don't move. That's who we are in Christ. It doesn't matter what Satan wants to do. It doesn't matter what culture wants to do. It doesn't matter what society wants to do. It doesn't matter what your neighbor wants to do. It doesn't matter who wants to destroy you. It doesn't matter who wants to come against you because in the power of God and the strength of his might, we cannot be moved if we will be rooted. But if we won't be, if we're taking in toxins or we just don't want to put the time in, the effort, the energy, be rooted down, then yeah, when the wind blows hard enough, you'll blow with it. And so that's why we as believers need to study these letters that we're about to study. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, with that as our introduction, in our next episode, Pastor David will begin teaching us from the book of 1 Thessalonians, and you won't want to miss it. And if you realize that you've been taking in the wrong things in your own life and want to be rooted in Christ, call us at 360-885-9000. We'd love to help you get on the right track. Or even better, Come see us this Sunday morning. Get all the info you need at axechurchnw.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you right here next time on Contemplate.